Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. This week, I wanted to recap what's going on in the world of crime and true crime, mostly because I went on a really deep, like, 2020 binge and just, like, could not stop watching all these ABC shows. So to help me out, I had to bring in a couple of amateur detectives. They're both comedians and the hosts of the super popular SVU podcast, That's Messed Up. Please welcome Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Thank you. You have some oh my gosh. TV people here, so this is good. <laughs> I am so, so glad that you could join me. I absolutely love your podcast because obviously, like everyone, I grew up on SVU, you that know. I, you know what makes me happy? That you're also watching 2020 and not Dateline because I was a 2020 girl growing up. But it seems like Dateline has had this like love and resurgence. And so that was really refreshing to hear that you were a yeah. 2020 girl. I just saw Dateline is one of the most popular podcasts, not yeah. to shout out another po- a podcast on your podcast, but like, but yeah, I, I mean, for me, the Dateline of it all, it's so repetitive. It's like yeah. they come back from commercial and they back up five minutes and tell you everything they just told you. And like, but I do think Keith Morrison's voice is iconic and the it truth is. about Pam, the truth about oh, Pam podcast. So I could good. listen to him. It was so campy and funny. Like I, I mean, even though it was a truly about a psycho, um, I gotta watch. I got maybe that's what I'm gonna listen to. I'm gonna it's get good. into Pam with the Keith. The Keith yeah, Morris. and the, the show is good, and also Keith narrates the TV show version they made, so like it's a pretty fun spinoff. Uh, I don't like Dateline because I feel like now they write the show knowing that they're just gonna lift the audio for the podcast, oh. and it's like the so it's just so repetitive. Even watching the show, you're like, yeah, we know, we know. Like she had a suspicious neighbor. Yes, you've mentioned him so many times. <laughs> yeah. Also, 2020. Did you like that mustached guy who at the end? Oh would yeah. Be like and actually, I don't know. I like. Yeah, I loved him. Where he'd just come in and just kind of <laughs> clarify things for you. Sometimes you need a moment to gather, and they they got that over there. And they had like hidden camera little pranks about you know race or teens, and I liked that. 
Yeah. Ah, what a just what a great time. But let's get into the watch list. What shows have you been watching that you're dying to tell us about? I know we're like obviously here for crime, true crime, all of that. But like we're big Bravo people. I woke up at 830 this morning to watch the Vanderpump finale, watch what happens live. Kara had to pause it. She hasn't finished. I've already had a FaceTime chat. I've made two memes like it's actually (laughs) really hard in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is true crime. It kind of felt like in real life, in real time, you were watching something go down. Yeah. so uh, as as listeners know, I started Vanderpump Rules from the beginning. And then my last guests were like, don't do that. Just start with this newest season. There's who, no reason. Who are these people? Who are these weirdos? <laughs> uh, if they you were... have the time and the passion, why not well, yeah. get the but full they, story arc? Yeah, but they were like, if you want to be ready for this reunion, Got you're it. just going to have to like jump in. Like you can always go back. Yeah. You can always go back. So I did that. I finally just like dove in and was like, you know, it's reality TV. They explain everything a million times. So I, <laughs> I was able to keep up. Right. And they literally show clips from like 10 seasons ago to keep you fully updated. Yeah. yeah so I was like, OK, truly, I, I OK, I, but I will still go back. But I got it. Like everything about this reunion, I was just like, I understand. I wasted years of my life not watching this show, not getting it. <laughs> Someone on Twitter said they're gatekeeping because there's so many new people. And I was like, you're right to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fool. No, it's totally fine. I'm um I don't like when people have you get to things when it's time for you. True. There's people that sh- that are just watching, you know, Sopranos for the first time. It's fine. Like it's Me. there for us. <laughs> yeah, you can read I've a book whenever you want. I've never finished The Sopranos. I didn't either. There was a few killings where I was like, "You know what? I don't need this." But like Potomac, for example, Housewives of Potomac, everyone was like, start at this season, whatever. And I was like, I just don't think I have the time. And so I just backed up one season and then jumped up into the first into the current. And then yeah. it's like I go back and I honestly kind of there's so many flashbacks. You know what's going on. You know what's like, going well, on. It's so interesting that both of you mentioned the flashbacks because um, Andy Cohen just did Les Culturistas podcast. Yes. And, you know. He was talking, you know, his first love is soap operas. And I think it was All My Children. Is that the one that Kelly Ripa was on? Yes. And he was saying that he loved soap operas. Like, that's what the inspiration for all of this is, is real how like real soap operas. And he was saying that, like, what he loved about the soap operas is they have like 30, 40 years of arsenals and it's always flashbacks. And now he's like, we have 17 seasons of OC. Like you have so much to flash back into and characters coming back and just how intentional he is about everything. And that you like you guys mentioned the, you know, the callbacks. That makes a lot of sense that he is, you know, born and raised in Pine Valley, USA, uh, which is where all (laughs) my children takes place. And he mentioned that, too. That the soap operas are in different cities and it's yeah, very different integral. cities. It's yeah, like uh, my family was very like young and the restless, which is set in some town in Wisconsin. <sighs> I don't know why. So really? not sexy or glamorous in any way. That's so funny. I mean, now I need to look up the town because I'm like, it has a sexy name. Like, do they have like, but <laughs> are any of them like, oh my god, how dare you? You, you cheated on me. <laughs> like, are they are they talking in Wisconsin accents? <laughs> No, (laughs) they just sound like sexy city people. And then they're like, but we are in Genoa City, Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah, I I also would the gateway to Wisconsin, FYI, where you'd have to wear coats. You know what I mean? 
Like that seems silly. Go to t- go somewhere warm. You know, thinking about the show, I can't think of like any scenes where they're in the snow or cold. Like I like thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like every scene is like summer <laughs> somehow magically in Genoa City, Wisconsin. Wow. <laughs> when I would go to summer camp, my sister would write me letters telling me what was going on on all my children. She'd be like, there was a hurricane. Maria got a scar on her face. Like she would like write me detailed like stuff because I was obsessed and I wasn't allowed to watch them really except for like sick days. But like, yeah. You just you just jump back in. Everything's still like the same shit, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, Some of the but, best daytime television you can watch on a sick day. Yeah. But I mean, then on top of on top of Scandal, we've got Erica Jane. We've got Jen Shaw. I mean, these women are committing crimes. Crimes. Like it is true <laughs> crime. Like I watch every single documentary that eventually gets made every single like 2020 Dateline episode. That's like the house of Shaw. And I'm like, yes, give me everything. Even if I already, I don't care. I love it. And we have a new one coming out with Randall about Randall, Lala Kent's oh, um, ex-husband. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty thrilling as well. Oh, that's going to be good. Uh, Kara on your watch list, you had who killed Robert Wohn. Yes. I also watched uh, a few weeks ago. I want to know what you think about it because I didn't think anyone else in the world watched this. Here's the thing that's so crazy. My sister is like a crazy true crime person and she literally just like her and her fiance just like stay in on Fridays and watch Dateline. Like she watches every true crime thing. So I was like, how did you even find this? It's like a two-part thing on Peacock. And I was like, but what's wild is that she was living in D.C. She basically moved out of D.C. the same month that this happened. And I I was spent like the whole 2000s going to D.C. to get drunk with my friends that live there because I lived in New York City and I thought D.C. was a fun place to party. And I'm like, how did I never hear about this crime at all? You know, like it's so wild. Like, yeah, it's just like I haven't seen something where. I mean, I don't know if I, we want to spoil it for people or what, but like, I'll, there's I'll so give many... a little setup. Uh, yeah. There's there's this guy, uh, Robert Wohn. He is married. I think at the time his wife is like pregnant, but he has these like three friends in D.C. who he like parties with and hangs out with and sometimes stays with. And it turns out and this does it sort of matters that like they're gay and they're in this like thruple poly relationship. And this guy, like Robert, is coming to hang out with them, decides to spend the night because they've had too much to drink. In the middle of the night, the thruple says that someone comes in, stabs him. By the time they, like, notice what's going on and hear what's happening, the guy has, like, run back outside of the apartment and they don't know what's happened. And Robert is dead. And they call the police. And yeah, but basically from (laughs) from the time this guy gets dropped off to the time that 911 is called is 79 minutes. So what the fuck happened? Like Robert was staying over because he lived too far away and he didn't want to commute all the way home and go back to work. So he came over, they said they had a glass of water and then he went to bed. And then this whole thing happens. You're saying a guy came into the house, stole nothing, did three precise stab wounds in this yeah. man's upper body. Where he didn't make any There's noise. almost no blood. Had and there to were, walk was up no creaky noise. stairs, no noise. And... The guy was found with his mouth garden, which everybody says is like the last thing he did before he went to bed was his wife says like yeah. he, before bed, he puts pops his mouth garden. I'm supposed to. I don't. But, you know, <laughs> that's the yeah, reality. But he's found like, with it in. He's found with it in. And so it it kind of like 
everyone's trying to say, oh, maybe they were playing a sex game that went wrong. Still, like, yeah, how like, did they play a sex game that went wrong and then they were able to clean up an insane amount of blood? Blood and, and then in 79 also minutes. the cops are so homophobic that they just like zero in on this like gay throuple. And yeah. they're like, they have all these sex toys, blah, blah, blah. And their lawyers are like, and you'll see that like nobody's DNA is on it. Like none of their DNA yeah. is anywhere on his body. Like if what you're saying happened, there'd be DNA blood everywhere. And they're so focused on these like gay guys that like they don't even look into this one thread that the documentary goes into where they're like, Robert had been doing work that was like against the Chinese government or something. He worked at some radio station. Oh, yeah. And it's radio like Free Asia. Yeah, radio. Free, and like they think someone like could have been targeting him. And then there was evidence someone maybe ran out of the back of the house and like over a fence, which the police didn't check. So and they the were police like, fucked up with this blood stuff that they were supposed to use to check for blood. They used it incorrectly. So they basically like ruined evidence. But also Dr. Henry Lee is involved, who we all remember from OJ. He's been part of a lot of, I believe, even the staircase he's involved in. Like he's involved in a lot of high profile cases as like a forensic expert. He says something completely opposite from the ME. Like the ME said that this guy was missing two thirds of his body's blood. Where the fuck is that blood? Where's the blood? Then nobody could find it. They had a blood sniffing dog. Like there's just, I've never really seen making a murderer. Okay, did he do it? Did he not do it? I mean, chances yeah. are he probably fucking did it. Like there's just not so many unanswered questions, both forensic and like the way the guys were acting was weird. They were all freshly showered wearing white bathrobes. Yeah. When the cops got there, like it was a, it's a weird, it's just a crazy Doc and it's and I did not watch it, but it really <laughs> is never enough. It's the cops are just fucking up, you but, know. Yeah, they really don't want to work. They're also bad at their job when they decide to work. And the amount of cases and victims that are further like traumatized, not found, cases lost because of their incompetence worldwide. We've covered cases, France, England. They'll just fuck it up all over the world. And it is yeah. wild. And it's like these fucking, you know, Nazi homophobes that are like, ah, all right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we did our best. They keep going. They keep going. He's a married guy. What's he doing over there yeah. with all these gay guys? It's like. They're longtime friends. He's known one of those guys for like 17 years from college. This is like 20 something years <laughs> later. And like the cop is still like, but you're telling me a straight yeah. guy's hanging out <laughs> with gay guys. You're telling and me. And nothing and no funny business. Me. I don't know if I believe that. And like, to this day, the cop is still just like, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, you know, what's funny is the stuff I think that they used incorrectly, the chemical, I think was called like Agent Ashley. Shout out to you. Wow. And the guy when they when they explain that in the doc they just cut to the main investigator going yeah we took a hit for that like it's like yeah you guys are dumb yeah like, every time they like point out something up. they did wrong the cop is just like i mean yeah yeah it turns out we were wrong on that yeah one. we we, we, we on fucked that, that up yeah it's like yeah 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 we got all the sex toys admitted as evidence and we were like maybe there's dna and there wasn't and we were totally wrong and it didn't help our case but yeah no maybe we were right about it and it's just so, so you're I, thinking this is espionage, like high-end murder. I think espionage, high-end murder. That's well, but I here's fall. a here's a crazy twist, and Lisa, this links back to us. There was semen found in his rectum and on his genitals, and when they tested it, it was his own semen. Yeah. 
So <laughs> we were watching it with my mom and my mom goes, how'd that get up there? <laughs> like everybody I mean, was... I feel like that could happen. I feel like a guy of jerks off. Things are happening. And yeah, they, they stick a finger up there to check things out. Who fucking yeah, knows? Uh, and also like how, you know, they don't detail like how far up the rectum or anything. And a lot of times in those like, you know, when they look at all that evidence, they're just like, it was around, you know, it was. Like- I know, like how there was DNA in JonBenet's underwear, but it turned out it was like sweat from a factory worker in Taiwan where they made the underwear. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, it's like, but you with know, this, with this, um, they everybody kept suggesting that maybe they were using electromagnetic ejaculation, which is when you like put a probe in their ass and it can make a man come like without response like or without like any stimuli it's like that just it makes it happen involuntarily and oh. it's been it's been heavily involved in one or two svu episodes that lisa and i have covered well and the true story of it isn't it like Please. a teen son died and the parents wanted his sperm to make grandchildren so they wanted an electric yes. rod their teen oh. yeah because you got to get it within like i think 36 hours of them dying yeah, i think or something. like pretty yeah. quickly yeah you couldn't get it well on. you got to get it while it's hot Hey there, we're VibeCheck, and we are working on a special series called Hey Sis, brought to you by Ulta Beauty, where we'll be in conversation with inspiring Black women creators. In this series, we'll be talking about all things Black, Black joy, Black beauty, and Black stories. And Ulta Beauty is celebrating Black-owned and founded brands, brands like Curl Mix, Undefined Beauty, Bevel, which we all use here to shave, and the legendary Pat McGrath Labs, who's having such a moment right now. So head to your local Ulta Beauty store or Ulta.com to shop your fave Black-owned and founded brands and check out Hasis, a Vibe Check series. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let's, let's go to another show. Lisa, do you have another one on your watch list? I watched the sex cult one about Sarah Lawrence. Ooh, what was yeah. that same? Uh, there were two, actually. Did you do the one on Hulu or the one on Peacock? Uh, the Hulu, Hulu one was Stolen Youth. Oh, yeah. Stolen, Stolen Youth, yeah. Youth was the good. better but then, one. So I was in such a sadness after I watched that that then I watched this mo- a more sad thing, which is a, the girl in the photo. Oh, which yeah. Yeah, so sad. Is detrimental to your mood for days, I would yeah. say. But both of those, the takeaway, and this happens a lot with like one wrong person. You can meet one wrong person and your life is forever changed. Like the stolen youth kids, young, had a promise, curiosity of life. I'm sure they were rich, you know, like, or at least they're smart, got to yeah, Sarah, they got Lawrence. Sarah Lawrence. It's, um, and then one little psycho not knowing yourself, like not being able to stand up for yourself, being like, oh, maybe it's fine. And then 10 years later, you have to crumble your life back together. Yeah, slowly. you're like, oh, I was in a cult. And uh, that was really sad to watch. And and then to see like at the Awful. end, 
how some of them still had to like hold on to that belief and it's like oh clearly if this girl accepts that like she was truly in a cult like everything around her will fall apart and yeah yeah. with stolen youth i was like angry at the school too i feel like colleges are so fucking shady like they never like prosecute sex crimes they fucking like people told them there's a grown man Svengali on your campus like manipulating these young people who are just crossed over from high school like why do you like you know what I mean like and they just did nothing you know they did nothing and then still never like issued an apology still were just like oh yeah you know other students did try to tell us but we did an investigation which they've never said what was the investigation? Because it should have just been, oh, yeah, there's an old man living in their common room. Yeah, we can Let's see he's taken that. over the common room. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, I don't know. I've known people that have had like mental health struggles in college and colleges like don't do anything. Like they just, they are now costing $60,000 a year to go to these fucking institutions. Yeah. And like, they do absolutely nothing a lot of the time to fit, like work out the welfare and safety of like the students. Like I was on the student like jury when I was a kid, like, and I was like trying cases of my peers and was like, oh, I should not be doing this. Yeah, that like, doesn't this is fucking like crazy. Why is this not with the police? Like, it was so nuts. Oh, that, yeah. It's like this idea that colleges are their own little world and universe yes, that like have their, with their own, own laws. governments. It's yeah. like, no, no, someone probably should have stepped in. I did like the one girl in the documentary who's like, I was yelling at everyone that this is yeah. a cult. I was like starting a website. <laughs> I was trying to, I was begging people. I know. And you just see her like, like I was, she was working so hard to get her friends out of it and no one was helping her. So I know. I like, wow. somehow, I hope they somehow like find their way back to that girl just to be like, so. So sorry. We have a friend of me and she one time was like, oh, don't don't you feel like you could start a cult? I feel like I could start a cult. (laughs) And I was like, no, I actually don't think I can at all. And I was just like, I'm not really like a manipulative liar vibe. But when I told Kara about it, Kara was also like, also, why would you want to do that? Like to bleed a cult means you're a horrific, terrible, awful person. And she was Spinning it as like, I could really ruin people's lives. Like, <laughs> I'm so charming and manipulative. I'm like, girl, you can, you've barely broken 10K on Twitter. You're not leading a cult. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. You're not leading a cult, please. <laughs> I mean, I like, I've watched a lot of cult docs. I know I couldn't lead one because I just don't care about what people do in their personal lives that much. Like, I don't want that much control. Yeah. I do think. I have enough knowledge to be like a good number two if I were in a cult. <laughs> if I ended up in a cult, I would like make my way up the ranks. Like absolutely. I would be like, I would be like, I think I can handle this responsibility, sir. Like, please let me do this. <laughs> like, I will check and make sure that the girls are not eating their ca- their calories today, you know? I would be like the Sheila Wild Wild Country where I'm just like, this is how <laughs> we have to market this, position this. Like I do think I'd be very effective as a cult member, which that's not, that's just my work. A lieutenant. Ethic. Yeah. A, like a, a lieutenant, cult lieutenant, but not, you know. not the number one yeah. person. But again, I don't think I'd fall into a cult because I just, I hate doing group activities. So. Oh, <laughs> volleyball at night. No, thanks. No, thanks. no thank you. <laughs> Please. Uh. 
that girl was too strong. She was like, fuck this dude. And I'm sure the dad was like, oh, she's law. You know, like (laughs) it's easy to manipulate people when you're naive and like positive. Like that's why great people do get tricked. You know, they're not all fucking idiots. It's they're just nice, good people. Yeah. Like if you don't have that, you know, it's it's like the classic thing of like you're not suspicious of other people lying unless you're a liar or like whatever it is. And you know, because I'm always I talk so much shit and I'm so judgmental of everyone. And people are like, no one cares what you're doing. I'm like, I can't believe that because I'm judging everyone, <laughs> everyone nonstop. I'm thinking about all of you. So the thought of like, you know, when you're 60, you realize no one cared about what you were doing. I'm like, I just don't buy that. But that's my own yeah. flaws projected out. But Kara, on your list, you also had yellow jackets. I want to talk about it. Haven't yes. talked about Lisa this. Lisa, too. We're both huge. Yes, into both it. into it. Yeah. Well, Kara is not watching this season. So no, what are you talking about? I'm like, we're so behind. Oh my oh, god, no, I thought you didn't behind. start yet. Okay. No, go. no, no. Oh, I got okay. to the big episode and then I just haven't seen last Friday's. Okay. okay, okay I'm gonna watch yeah. it today. Which yeah. Okay. So last Friday's, it got a lot of flack from critics who said it was the worst episode of the show, which I don't know if I agreed. They said it kind of went too many places. There's like a musical interlude. Uh John Cameron Mitchell is there. It's what? yeah, a lot of wild things happen in this episode. Listen. It is a little wild. It's interesting the critics hated it. I mean, I don't think the season's as strong as season one. Like, I don't yeah. think that's like a secret. But I always love, for, I love a scene, Practical Magic vibes. I like when the women get together, drink. Yes. Spooky in the wood. Like, I like the female friendship positivity outside of this torture we've seen them live. So Exactly, yeah. I'll lower my expectations of plot or character or whatever for women having a good time drinking bonding. Exactly. Yeah. And I also like that whole mystical part is Misty's imagination. So I'm like, yeah, they can go crazy there. Like I loved it. Like for the women drinking very, like you said, practical magic. Wait, what vibes. was Misty's thing? I don't even remember. Like, I know she, she goes in into tank, the sleep it? deprivation tank. Yeah. And but then what was the vision? She I has forgot. like a vision of her bird Caligula dancing with Elijah Wood's character. And like, they're doing this whole musical number. And then the yes. bird is like in a, like a giant bird mascot costume. And then he takes his head off and it's John Cameron Mitchell. Has he been introduced in the show previously? No, no, no he's like playing. He's Caligula. He's Caligula. He's like playing oh, the it. bird. Caligula has a person. Yeah, okay. and like he has like a bird nose as a human. And he's like, I'm Caligula personified by this person. And I'm talking to you, Misty, and giving you advice. And then Got she it. like gets inspired. And yeah. The thing is, what? why would critics be mad? If you go into an isolation chamber, the whole point is to have something weird in yeah. your brain. And it, like yeah. it makes sense. It's not like a... Ch- quick depart I don't think it's a departure yeah I yeah. thought it made sense especially for her and I thought it was a great episode I did we got the girls back together I'm excited to see the girls back together like I was yes. I was happy that they all somehow got back to the cult area um I will say like this season it feels like it's highlighting more for me like a tiny problem I have with the show because I'm like 99% obsessed with the show I really love it my little problem with it is like To me, like, tonally, it's so weird when we bounce back and forth from the past to the present. Like, the past is so fucking intense. Like, obviously, it's life or death. And then in the present, it's like, Melanie Linsky, there's (laughs) no urgency that her character is, like, gonna has committed a murder and the cops are closing in. She's just like, 
Yeah, I told I told the daughter everything. I don't know. Like she just seems so lax. And then Misty is that also was a really so good impression wacky. of her. The way you said, I don't know. You nailed that. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, she's just like, ah, what, what can I do? And then like Misty is also so wild. Like her and Elijah Wood, like interrogating the guy on the boat was like hijinks, which I love hijinks. It's just, it's so like jarring to go back and forth from like that to that. Because to me, Thaisa and Juliette Lewis, Natalie, right? Yeah. They both have funny moments in their real life. I'm not saying real life has to be as serious as the past, but they have funny moments, but then they're also like really grounded and it's like really like everything that's happening to them is very, is like serious, even though there's funny moments. And then like just with Misty and Shauna, I get like, especially how serious Shauna is back at the cabin. And then in real life, she's like, are you just fucking your boyfriend again? All right. Like she's just like nothing (laughs) bothers her. So I think the recaps, the vulture recaps, like what the vibe on that, because I also am like, oh, they're, you're going to get caught. Like you're fucking in this art yeah. room. Yeah. You know? Like but everything about I it was messy. The theories from there is they're trapped. Like they're going back to being teens. Like they're not delusional. What is it when you're disassociating? Yeah. Where, oh. you know, it's like very on the nose with Van working at a video store. They're all stuck as teens. And I feel if that's kind of where their personalities are coming from, that makes sense where it's like, you know, she's always been chaos. She's yeah. always fucking her best. Her friend. Best. You know, she's yeah, the she's Raquel. Always cheating. <laughs> she, yeah. It always comes she's, back. She's the shadiness. And then you, with the birth and everything like you see the true trauma of her best friend dying feeling responsible for it than this child and it's I think she's trapped in a mental thing that's been broke like she's been able to hide it and then from the moment she chopped up that bunny in her kitchen I think she just went back to being feral or things don't matter because they were life and death as teens but something with their mental well-being is definitely like yeah. yeah. And that like saying I've actually haven't thought of that. And that's a great point. I guess I just feel like the performances are a little goofier from those two. Yes. It's yeah. just like they're giving me so much more goof than like Taisa or Natalie or Van. Like, you know. Yeah. But Natalie but joining the cult. That sorry, part is just been a little about cults. I, to me. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that. Well, now, ha- like has she joined? She's wearing purple. She's wearing purple. And she was like, guys, yeah, I kept the whole seriously. season. I kept going. Why has she not walked the fuck out of here? I'm so confused. I thought she was like trying to get some information out of um, dark haired girl. Uh, Lottie. Like, yeah. Like, Lottie. Uh, like and it's Charlotte. It's, yeah. <laughs> like she, I thought she was trying to like stay to get some info out of her. And now it seems like the last episode yeah. that I watched, she is like getting into it now yeah because she like does do this she sneaks into lottie's like cabin and finds stuff and their phones and stuff and she like tries to make it this whole moment and then they're like yeah we know we don't care and i think that's when she's like oh there's nothing for me to really find out i'm just gonna be into it and i'm like but why why is she into this i don't really get that hasn't made sense to me yeah you know what i do love though um is that Lottie is suffering from schizophrenia. Yeah. (laughs) I love that everyone's like, wait, wasn't she in the psych ward? And then you find out the therapist. It's it's like, oh, run, bitch. Like, like, I don't like Natalie being caught up in this. In this, like, like, yeah, like, girl, don't. Yeah. Let's not. Let's. Oh, I don't want to. So, wait, do you think that whole thing with all the bees being dead was just a vision? Yes. Okay. She's just like seeing shit and losing it. But then. 
I'm really, maybe they addressed this a little bit the last episode that I haven't watched yet, but like, what the fuck happened to Javi? Ooh, I, I, okay. So my thing, remember like someone pooped in the bucket, beer meat, uh, meat was disappearing or bison, whatever that animal, I don't remember. Yeah. But I think, I think during that mushrooms thing, one of them scared him. Like Sean, I remember grabbed him and was like, don't ever run and don't ever come back. And I think he was scared. People had knives. They were wild that night. He's a kid. I don't think he put it together. Like, ah, they're just tripping. And I think he was hiding out in the wilderness, but sneaking around to get food and warmth at times. Yeah. But the fact that the green around the tree was melted and Thais knew where he was, that's the woods. That's I also the magic, like don't maybe. get, the I don't know how you could survive the... in the woods just off of like a little bit of stolen meat and stuff. Like with like, maybe yeah, with sleeping, the but that's how the girls are. Uh, but that's like, how the girls but are. They have at least the cabin shelter. Right, they have the from, cabin. Like, the they sleep together. Like he they had a, a shelter. Fire. Like they'd see yeah. smoke if he lit a fire. Like I think they're trying to act like he went into like a wormhole or something that's like sci-fi. Yeah, but right? that Lottie knows about. Because everyone's like, they do keep making eye contact. Like, yeah. shit's weird. But I do think the woods, I mean, I think they're leaning pretty heavy on the fantastical, which I didn't yeah. think they were going to go. I'm a little. Yeah, I like, didn't think it was going to go there. I'm like a little upset about how much Supernatural is involved. Yeah, same. But. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm just I not really big story. into Supernatural stuff. I mean, I watch like Game of Thrones and a couple things, but I'm just like not that. That's not really my wheelhouse. Same. So. I, I want, you know, I'm thinking logically. I'm like, you guys, yes. you know, if you got bodies, eat them. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Think about oh, this. God. The fact that they just let her dress that girl up for a couple, I was like, no, you guys gotta oh make guys. fucking burgers out of that girl ASAP. Hey, I mean, then you and got, I'm a vegetarian. You got Shauna out here burying the veal, and it's like, yeah. what, what are you doing, girly? Come on. Well, I have a fun question that's in line with the theme. How many people do you think Misty has killed in her life? Ooh, huh? She's a serial killer. Yeah, she's definitely a serial killer. She's killed a few people. Oh, but one. Um, theory Kara had in the beginning and I was like shut up you fucking idiot but they do keep teasing it in the little in the previously on is the cigarette girl might have lived yeah because I was like did she die and Lisa's like of course you moron she died and if you want more of this chemistry please turn into our (laughs) podcast Wait, who's the cigarette girl? The the woman that was like investigating her, the journalist. Season oh, one. Right, right, Remember right, she's right, smoking right. the yeah, cigarette yeah, yeah. and she goes, you fucking bitch. And then she like, like passes out on her steering wheel. They Wait. just keep alluding to it. So they're either trying to allude to it that she's still alive yeah. or that just Misty's a killer. Ooh, or Elijah Wood is connected to that one. Yeah. That's oh. what I also thought. I thought like Elijah Wood maybe like. That's how he found her. with her or something. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he's suspicious to Misty. Because I'm really upset that she would lie to him. Like, she was messy in a way that I don't think is characteristic of Misty. But I think that's why they did the flashback where it's like once she feels so connected, she spills the beans or is too honest or gets flustered that someone actually likes her. Likes her her and, you know, is is like her. Oh, yeah. That's like when she told the girl. Oh, my God. And they got close. I was I was I knew that was coming. I was just like, girl, come on. Are we ever going to meet these three miscellaneous girls that are hanging out in the cabin? There's like three or four girls. Oh, yeah. Who they just just randomly were like, let's make them characters because, oh, right. We need like some mystery of who lives in. Yeah. like what they're gonna eat (laughs) yeah well it could be orange is the new black style where then later on we'll get more and more about these girls but i don't get why misty's so against eating the girl the girl yeah i was like misty i thought at first she was like 
I'll bring her body and be a hero for feeding everyone. And then she was like, I won't let them eat you. And I'm like, girl, I mean, that's like going to cover up your evidence of what you did. So yeah but hey also isn't that where they throw the poop buckets yeah how is she not so covered in how poop? is she not like, covered I, in that's poop. what immediately what i thought that when she went exactly over I was like, oh my I god thought. she's gonna be covered in shit yeah because they had just thrown shit over and so it was like truly let's be realistic about this yeah <laughs> yeah so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk to Karen and lisa about some classic law and order svu episodes and the crimes that inspired them we're gonna get into what your experts on so we'll be right back BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So please tell us about That's Messed Up and what you guys talk about on the podcast. You know, I know that you don't love the current season of SVU. Well, that the good thing about that is that that was the 24th season. So <laughs> um, honestly, there was a showrunner that has been in and out for the past like decade or something that left oh. after last season and they got this new guy. And actually the LA Times did like a full expose on how he's like an abusive boss. Oh, no. So I don't know about, I don't know his situation, but I feel like he's behind like this season. It's really kind of all over the place. I will say... Last Thursday's episode I'm watching right now and I'm really into it. Yeah. So a couple episodes have grabbed me this season, but overall it's been like really all over the place. Every episode is like, this involves the lead guy of the city, like the head architect of the city, the, the head number lifeguard one lifeguard of the city, like <laughs> the, the number, number one, one soccer player in the world. It's like, I yeah. liked it when it was just like regular New Yorkers dealing with like the everyday, everyday like that's crime, like the beginning of like the show is like worker. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple times a season, you don't, you don't, you know who this family is. They're the heir to the ball bearing fortune or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there'd be random shit like that, but it wasn't every, like this whole season has been like New York's elite gets assaulted. <laughs> it's like that. We, what? Like. So, but the podcast is basically, I, we were just thinking of like a different way into true crime. And I, we've both seen every episode of the show, like a mentally ill number of times. And I was like, you know, I think 75% of the episodes are based on a true crime. And even if they're not, they're like, they take little snatches from true crime. You know, from that the we headlines. Can, yeah. That we can like latch onto and like. We've honestly covered major cases like Michael Jackson and, you know, like Pizzagate, like we've stuff that's pretty like in the news. But then yeah. we've researched a lot of like really like lesser known cases that have been really interesting to learn about. They're going to do like a Sarah Lawrence SVU episode. They have to, right? Like they're they they better. They, they also better. still haven't done a Housewives one, which to me is wild. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that literally sends me a story every two weeks that she's like, this is the next SVU episode. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, there's so much horrific shit going on in the world. But hopefully this um, 
the showrunner will be out though. But what happens to me often in the past few seasons where I'll be like, I don't know. And then I'm, I'll watch eight in a day. <laughs> so it's like, I could say, Oh, I don't know about season 20 and then I'll watch it all. Yeah. So- I, I think that's how I watch the show. I can't um, think of any time I sat down and watched one episode of law and order. Like that's, it just happens. You're just there. And yeah. then the next thing you know, you've watched a whole season. And like yeah. season one through 12 or season 12 is when Maloney leaves at the end of 12 yeah. Maloney leaves. So seasons like one through 15, I've seen every episode multiple, multiple times. I would say maybe 16 to 24. I've only seen everyone once or twice. And so, yeah, it's always good to go back and revisit some of them are better than we remember, especially when we do it on the podcast. And then on our podcast, we also interview an actor from the episode. Oh, that's so we've really to talk cool. to all these cool people. Yeah. Because yeah. so many famous people come up through Law and Order. Come on. Yeah. And I wanted to give a shout out to the showrunner from season two to 12 is Neil Bear. And he's been on our pod twice. And what was cool, you know, they're based on real events. And so talking to someone that kind of created some of the best seasons, yeah. he he's a doctor. So a lot of them are medical journals. He is reading the news. He is a genius. So what's really special about those seasons is everything is real. <laughs> like what BD Wong says is real. What the doctors are saying are real because they have a fucking doctor that yeah. is show running. And he's it like feels a professor. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there was this thing where everything is based on wild little town crimes, little medical things, DNA evidence where he really killed it. And he had a knack for humor because he's like a funny gay man. And he also loves old Hollywood. And that's why the casting was so great. He really like loved these women and brought Carol Burnett and wanted to make these women's women get Emmys and stuff. And so it is really glorious, like two through 12, because it's humor, it's reality, it's compelling, and it's like passionate. And Warren Light is different and passionate in a different way. But he didn't have that medical stuff. But all and like, but the other thing too is like, I mean, and a big part of this, I think, is Richard Belzer, R.I.P., was yeah. a com- a stand up comedian who played one of these detectives. Plus, you know, uh, Ice T has great comic timing oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So like, there was always like a little bit of lightness because like we've talked to many guests that are like, if you don't joke around, the subject matter is so fucking heavy. Hence our podcast. I mean, we're trying to like make we we never make light of actual victims, but we're trying to like find some humor in the show because the earlier seasons were so like did have like a couple really campy ones and were funny even they they were really, really rough in terms of the storyline. And now it just feels like when I watch it, like the lighting is dark. Like it's so dark and it just feels like a lot of times it's like, yeah, this is one of the, this is part of our problem in America with immigration. And it's like, I don't know, SVU, I'm like getting a lot of this from the news. It's like kind of not like, do you know what I mean? Like they'll just handle these like really heavy topics and it just feels like everything's very heavy in the world. And I kind of wish that they would segue back a little bit to finding a little bit more humor just amongst the detectives. I'm not asking anyone to like giggle over a dead body. Yeah, no, anything, but like, you know, they, just they like, could do an episode on that woman who killed her husband and then wrote a book about how to grieve your dead husband. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's the one a friend just sent me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one a friend just sent me. That is so good. Set wrote a children's book about yeah, how, to, how grieve to grieve after she <laughs> just got like, it's so good. And like, they, you know, like even in the teens, they did like a goop episode where they kind of poked fun at Gwyneth Paltrow. You know what I mean? Like just the last season or whatever, or maybe just the last one, really. It just feels too Yeah, the mummification one was wild. It's like one of them, the cold open. 
they they get like burnt a teenager in front of our eyes like a corpse is burning and the credits haven't even rolled and i'm like what the fuck you've just ruined my life with this memory and i'm ruining all of yours right now listening now i'm thinking about that yes she's like screaming and getting burnt in front of all her friends and i'm like Oh and that's like an God. episode about like border crossing and trafficking oh, no. and stuff. You know, it's like it's so like it's just like but there is a new guy who we just had on our podcast cast named Kevin Kane, who his character does seem like he's bringing a bit of humor to it. He's this actor has worked a lot with Amy Schumer and been on like Inside oh. Amy Schumer a lot. And like he he seems like he's bringing I really like him and I hope they make him a regular because I think wow. he's bringing back a little of that like sarcasm. <laughs> well, it's hysterical. So basically he's a detect, he's a cop from the Bronx, but he sued the department for something and won Corruption. millions and oh. yeah, millions <laughs> and he won millions of dollars. He's like a rich guy, but he working. still loves it. So he goes to SVU to really help, <laughs> but he's rich. So he'll give like a sex worker a Rolex and be like, just tell us the goods, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. He has like a wad of cash, cash. on him all the time. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. like bribing. Uh, that was what I always thought was missing in Law and Order was more bribery and police <laughs> yeah. wealth. That was something. But he's like a Rob, he's doing it for the good. He's like a Robin Hood, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. It's been silly. But in, yeah, in terms of the pod, you know, big crimes, small crimes, some that you really have to dig and get Wichita Eagle. subscriptions because there was a gag order on the case, you know, so it really varies from like Scott Peterson to a tiny or famous NBA players to like tiny, tiny towns in Canada. I want to talk about a favorite episode that you sent over. Uh, It's called uh, Zebras season 10, episode 22. Oh yeah. A tourist is found dead in central park with the word guilty written on her forehead. Munch is forced to confront his ex-wife for advice when a conspiracy theorist becomes the main suspect. Yeah. Did you watch it? uh, Yes. Oh, I watched this one. I remember watching this one in real time. I wanted to talk about it because I thought it kind of had who killed Robert Wone vibes where I'm like bigger story conspiracy. (laughs) And but then I was like, I don't actually know the real story behind this one. Like what's going on? Well, the real story was um, the real story behind this one was a woman who was killed by a man with who was suffering from schizophrenia and mental illness by being pushed in front of the subway because that's like what the guy in it had done. So like this one was one of the ones where like just a piece was based. Like there's obviously not a story of a forensic tech who goes rogue and stages a bunch of murders to (laughs) frame a schizophrenic man, you know, who kills his lawyer in a car and then like, you know, a cop ends up kissing him so that she can free her partner from his clutches, you know, like unfortunately no direct lines on that one uh, but yeah uh but the Ken- it was called it was the kendra webdale case and it actually was a big see a lot of these are like it's not a little case obviously a woman lost her life it's not as well known but then like laws pertaining to that case um have since passed that involve like when you can commit a person like when you can commit a person that's just like walking down the street violent but maybe hasn't committed a crime yet or I don't know. Like I, I actually have to like refresh my memory on all the research on yeah. that. But like it was basically about involuntary commitment and stuff like that because I think he had had a couple of violent um the guy who did it had had a couple of violent um incidents and just still was being let out and unsupervised. So 
Yeah. Oh my Not that I think people should just be involuntarily committed by the state, but in this man's case, he seemed like he needed help. And like he, I feel like asked for help and like wasn't getting it. It was a really, really big failure on like the city of New York. Yeah. Kendra, case. it's Kendra's law if anyone wants yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. See, wow. And that's, that's so much more interesting than all the craziness on the show and educational. Yeah. Do you like to watch any of the, the other Law & Order spinoffs? Do you do like the organized crime? That's like the one with Chris Maloney that he came back to. Are you watching any of those? When I was younger, I dabbled in original recipe, like the Jerry Orbach years, the oh, Jesse yeah. L. Martin years, the Christopher Noth years. Like I definitely have seen a bunch of that. It never like grabbed me in the same way that it was appointment television like SVU was for me. But um, I do watch OC. I never watched Criminal Intent and I don't watch the new Law & Order reboot, but I do watch OC and I really like it. It's like, Ooh. it's more like, um, it's not like SVU or Law & Order. It's more a full plot. Like a season will be about like the OC task force handling one gang. So it's like an episode of a season of Narcos, for example. You know, it'll just be like, one storyline and then they move on to another storyline the next season, you know? So like they've dealt with like corrupt cops, the Albanian mafia, like, but I got to say Stabler's a star. Like he really carries it. I'm interested in it. I like the people around him. He's got a great co-host, a uh, co-host, co-star named um, Danielle Monet Truitt, who's great. She plays like his boss and they kind of are like buddy partners. And she's like a lesbian woman who's let the job get between her wife and her, and her kids. Oh, I love that. You know? Yeah. So, it's like, it's good. And um, Stabler lives in a very sexy Brooklyn apartment. Ooh, it kind of sounds like The Wire. It's like, oh, we got a lesbian. Yeah. They're going up against gangs. Yeah, it's very like about mafia. But like, it's not just like mafia the way you know it. Like they'll do, they'll go after like cyber attack group, like, like hackers and stuff. You know, it's like organized crime is not just like a bunch of mob guys smoking cigars and like, you know, planning their next like bank robbery. Like it's a lot of the OC stuff is like, oh, wow. I, I never even realized that like this cultural group has like its own underground crime syndicates or that like hacking can lead to XYZ, you know? So I'm really into it. <laughs> okay. I'm now I'm going to watch it. I yeah. love, I love Chris Maloney. So I'm in. Yeah. One last question. Can you each recommend one fave SVU episode that listeners can watch who don't normally watch the show? Where would you tell them do this one? It's just so hard because it's like, do you want to be traumatized or do you want to have a laugh? <laughs> Like, so that's yeah. really tough. Do you want to learn a lesson? Um, uh. Do you want to be heartbroken? Do you want justice? Um, but one that... The, so I'm going to say... Well, the, the funniest one is wildlife. Like, if you want to see a monkey pop out of a basketball at an airport, that's the one for you. <laughs> if you want to see undercover Benson sex worker, you know, that one's really fun. I want to say that with zebras, one of our, like fun things that we do, you know, at the end, like Benson knows something's wrong with Stabler because um, Stucky picks up the phone and goes, oh, he went out for sushi. And she's like, that motherfucker doesn't eat sushi and like yeah. comes in. So we always like to say like, what's our sushi? And so that's just a fun game. And I asked Lisa, I go, so what's your sushi? She goes, I don't know. Like if someone said she's out doing an escape room. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, that's a good one. I hope somebody kidnaps you and tells me that on the phone yeah. so that I can alert the authorities. Mine would be playing volleyball. Like, I'm not doing that. She's not doing that. <laughs> so I would say, like, one that resonates sadly still today, but is so layered and so good is Raw. And it's from an earlier season. Marsha Gay Harden is a guest star. And it's, you know, like, kids are shot at a school. 
and it's tied to like not a group of Nazis. But we have a kid saying the N-word directly to Ice T's face on NBC primetime. It is pretty wild. There's a lot of slurs, there's a lot of guns, there's a lot of Nazis, and it is honestly a movie in an hour it's really really compelling television so many twists and we it was one of our first episodes we ever covered on the podcast and we did get Marsha Gay Harden so if you watch Uh it then listen to our episode and you can hear her side of everything and then the other one I always loved and when Karen and I started this podcast I was like we gotta get Ari Grainer damaged is my favorite episode we gotta get her and we we got her we taped and it was gonna be our first episode and then we had a meeting with the network and they're like could we not do child rape and murder for episode one, please? (laughs) And we're like, oh yeah, duh. Like we're too desensitized to like, that that might not be an entryway for a lot of people. And so we picked like a lighter episode, but damaged is like the twistedness. You go to SVU. It's Ari Grainer sets up a shooting, like in a blockbuster video to murder her sister who her, her and her boyfriend were raping and gave gonorrhea to. And there's an adoption element and just, and one of my favorite things where it's like, I, I do love this because in our world, we're ACAB, duh. But in the show, the the, the cops are breaking laws. So oh, we're yeah. Like, get them. Yeah, know, yeah. We're get like, em. do it. Beat them up. <laughs> and so there's like a trickery one element I love where it's like they convince someone to go outside because you can't arrest someone in their home. And there's a really epic moment, like um, a little nugget that I really love a Ooh. part of that. And par- yeah, so those are the two intense but dramatic and um, sad, but not like will haunt you forever. So those are my, and there are early seasons. Those, those, those are good reps. Yeah. yeah. And I would say also like, I'm just looking at like lists of ones we've covered. Like Babes is like about a pregnancy uh, pact of teenagers. Oh, yes, that one's good. Um, Debbie like, Mazar's in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's we a did few not get episodes, her for the pot. <laughs> there's a few episodes like this, but there's an episode called Mean that's about like popular girls and like kid dynamics and stuff like like teen dynamics in school and like queen bees and wannabes type things. But Always like, love that. Level, Always love course. that. Oh, if, you, if you're not watching, by the way, Killer Cheerleaders on oxygen very good show about just what is it it's just called killer cheerleaders and it's about like mean girls killing other mean girls and they find all these stories from the 80s of straight up just like girls who are like and so this person was jealous and murdered this girl and she was more yeah we did one of those those we did one of those what was the one where the girl that you covered at lisa was so Ugh, I, I think it was Wait, for I think it's mean. mean. It's I mean. think it's mean. Yeah, it the real life case of that was so sad. Um, but Stranger is like another one. Wild, <laughs> like fucked up, but like a wild. I mean, a lot of these things you 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 watch the episode and you're like, isn't there a movie of this? I mean, like, and Identity is a crazy one too. It involves twins. I mean, I literally was just talking about this one the other day. Um, so those are just a few. But like, I agree with Lisa zebras wildlife a couple of those are more campy there's ones we like to do on our live shows we do um one called uh sacrifice and that is with um mike paul gossler zach from saved by the bell and elizabeth (laughs) banks in the beginning of her career so it's like star-studded and involves porn so oh there's a there's also that is a good episode i remember this night Night. It's it's Angela Lansbury. It's Bradley Cooper. Like we got Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Oh. And that one's actually a crossover with Trail by Jury, but 
They make them so standalone that you don't even have to watch that if yes, you don't want RIP to. RIP trial like by jury. <laughs> I know. 13 episodes. That's all they got. It didn't get, didn't get to last that one. Uh, but listeners, you should watch all of these amazing episodes. If you have, you probably have. Go listen then to That's Messed Up and SVU podcast so you can hear even more behind the scenes details about these amazing episodes uh, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And there's also a weird phenomenon where people listen to our podcast and they don't watch SVU. So feel free to give it a try because we recap the episode in a lot of detail. Oh, so wow. you don't, almost don't even need to watch it. There you go. A lot of people are like, I just like hearing you guys talk about it. The show's too traumatic for me to watch. I just like to hear you talk about it. So that's yeah. also an option. Wow. I had a friend come to our live show in New York and she doesn't watch. She just listens. And during our live shows, we have slideshows. And she was like, Wait, that's what Munch looks like? <laughs> like she had concocted a full different Munch in her head. And so I don't know. I love it. I love the pod. And as uh, you know, we cover small town crimes, crimes you might not know about. We also have like one of the greatest gifts of this podcast, I would say, is being able to talk to career working actors, directors who have worked for decades, who are amazing, so talented. You just don't know their names. You know their faces. Um, you And I love talking to them. And they know all the famous people. They're willing to give a little dirt. But it's just inspiring and really cool to watch, to talk to these people. I love it. Well, is there anything else you want to plug? Social media? Where can the people follow Live you? shows, live, live shows, shows, live yeah. shows. We're going to be... Link tree, link tree, link yeah. trees. We're going to be at... Um, we're going to be doing live shows coming up in June in San Francisco, Tempe, Arizona, Denver, and LA. And you can Heck get yeah. tickets and info on that at thatsmessedoplive.com. And then I'm on the road doing stand-up. And I'll be doing stand-up in Phoenix and Denver right after we're there. But also... Yeah, I have some dates through November on my Glitter Cheese Instagram. Boom. There you go. Go follow. Boom. Go listen. Uh, and yeah, that, that's the episode today. Listeners, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. All you need to do is watch the session because we have a big finale episode next week. Uh, we're going to sit with Lacey Mosley. We're going to talk about the session's finale, Ted Lasso's finale, all of these shows that are coming to an end. So you're not going to want to miss that. Be prepared. Watch those shows. And we'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.